Welcome back to a new episode of Dive Deep with Lavinia. It's your host, Lavinia. Today, I finally got my ass on to to work on a new episode. And actually, the guests of today, uh, we have a quite a really like, how, how should I say? It's quite a special way of how we met together. It's kind of like I knew her existence. She knew my existence, but we never met until we returned to Hong Kong. So it's quite mm-hmm. interesting. And the reason why we came together is also really interesting because we both study psychology and both study at the same place. Uh, but somehow a lot of things happened and we didn't actually get to meet to get, um, together. Uh, but I've invited her today on podcast to talk about a thing like a topic that I've always wanting to talk about but I haven't got like an incentive to um, say it and I think the podcast also came around talking about all this kind of stuff and that is mental health so I think mental health is such an important thing and I really wanted to invite someone who has way more experience than I do because I'm just like well three years of university is quite enough for me for psychology but I want to invite someone who's a little bit more experienced than me to come on the podcast and we can talk a bit more about you know more in depth about how and why mental health is so important and POVs from psychology graduate students so anyways welcoming my guest Chun Hi. So yeah, I'm a current, like, I'm a master's graduate from like Exeter University and Swansea University. And Mm -hmm. I am currently thinking of specializing in clinical psychology. Mm -hmm. Because initially I wanted to do forensics, but in Hong Kong, we all know that's not happening. So that's why I picked like clinical psychology so that I can do forensic psychology along the side. Oh, wow. That's interesting. That's a new information I know now <laughs> about you. Yeah. Um, what is like your journey of becoming a clinical psychologist? Because uh, for me, I had the thought about it, but then I didn't actually have the incentive about it. So why did it motivate you to become a clinical psychologist like until now? Um, usually what I, like, what I tell my parents is that, okay, be, because, okay, I came from a middle-class, like, background and everything. I wanted yeah. to maintain the middle-class standpoint, like, from my parents' point of view. So that, you know, I could keep, I can be very self-sufficient at the same time I can help people. So it's kind of like a why not kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And not qualified enough to be a doctor and kind of a germaphobe in that sense. So I'm not becoming a doctor, let's face it. And the reality. So the yeah, reality. that's why I pick psychology. The rea- and the reality, however, is that I actually do want to help 
help people. I've always been interested in mental health and everything because like I was depressed and I had anxiety and OCD before, so I can fully understand what, like, like the scope and the gravity of the situation and everything. And it's actually very common in Hong Kong and there mm-hmm. aren't many psychologists in Hong Kong. So like all in all, I have empathy for them. I can milk money from them. And... <laughs> okay, let's not say so much of the truth. <laughs> like I'm becoming a CP. <laughs> yeah, but jokes aside, like, okay, yeah, I want someone to call me doctor. <laughs> that That's in your future. That's oh, trust future. me, like, it's not kinky or anything. It's just... <laughs> It's not kinky or anything. It's just a good title. <laughs> <laughs> That's real. That's for real. But it's actually quite interesting. Okay, aside from us really want to be like helping people and things like that, um, yeah. of course, you know, finance is the same thing. But I think helping people would be the main goal and why we or you becoming a CP or me trying to do this whole podcast you know we're just aiming to help people and you did say that you have OCD and what OCD depression depression TSD and anxiety and like in different time (laughs) points so I had basically Mm -hmm. a prescription list of mental health issues before so was it like you you got diagnosed like high school or, um, or university not high school parents did not believe in strengths so that's why they were like no 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 even mm-hmm. if you have issues Same. you deal with it yourself you know mm-hmm. use willpower and everything and then i'm like girl <laughs> yeah so it's so crazy like you have so many like actual experience of yourself having mental health issues but did so did this whole thing really mattered to you that made you want to help people more like because of your own experience mm-hmm. do you think that this is like a you know a block for you to achieve being a cp like um so basically i'm currently in therapy and everything and then i think like going to therapy and having a mental health issue actually makes me a better person plus uh probably a better aspiring CP because you have what's going on like how people think and everything and you can adjust that to help with treatment and everything personally I think that people who have not gone through mental health issues like who become clinical psychologists I'm like yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. they're scamming you they don't know what's going on yeah honestly like we've although don't say that I said that (laughs) <laughs> honestly i think when we studied psychology the first year we all said um that mm-hmm. people who study psychology are the people who most required help in psychology <laughs> that it's is like, so true but carry on <laughs> just like mental health crazy people in psychology classes but have you yep. got have you got like family members or like people around you who have like suffered really severe or or just like little bit of mental Mm -hmm. issues and when you see them you felt like oh I don't have the knowledge to actually help them and then now you're gaining more knowledge do you feel like you you can Mm -hmm. actually you know direct them through their past or anything like uh with my parents and everything i don't like none of them are diagnosed with like mental health issues or anything like that but i think deep down they have anxiety they have crippling anxiety Mm -hmm. i'm not sure if that's asian parents being asian parents or (laughs) them having crippling anxiety (laughs) but 
okay. It's, it's, it's probably true. You know, older generation don't really get diagnosed or anything, or they don't really yeah. think like this is like the whole uh, reality. You know, the reality is that, you know, if you're weak, then you lose. And if you're strong, you stay on top or something. But yeah, yeah I totally, I totally understand. Like, I think that my perspective of knowing more about mental health is really until I got to UK and the whole environment so mm-hmm. much more different because you and I know like when we're in Hong yeah. Kong you know people would just be like you know suck it up who cares if you got mental yeah. health issues like you you just need to deal with it yourself or or sleep through it or whatever but then when we when mm-hmm. we were in UK it was just so important like people would tell you do you need help do you need a like break off from school like you can totally uh don't come to this event if you feel like you're stressed or anything and it's so different do you think like you you're like because you have all these mental issues do you feel like you felt more comforted when you're in UK or in other places I don't know if you've been overseas or anything do you feel like you're more comforted over there compared to back in Hong Kong? Or you feel like Hong Kong mm-hmm. at some aspects also can be comforting? Like from what I've heard, like um, one of my friends who also had like mental health disorders and everything, um, she studies in the, like one of the Hong Kong universities and like she still got like deferrals and like extensions and, and everything mm-hmm. and she can just declare that okay I have a mental health issue so I need this so but main, I think those are like mainly like typical mental health right or like if they yeah. say oh, oh we're just like anxiety so, but if it's like special ones that people don't are not familiar with probably they would be not really that keen on dealing with it yeah, there are a lot more stigma in Hong Kong, I'll say. Mm-hmm. But, like, in the UK, like, it's a lot more, like, you know, I can just tell someone I have this and that more comfortably, but in Hong Kong, I'd be mm-hmm. like, mm, yeah, I have to choose who to mm-hmm, tell yeah. and everything. Like, you just have to be like, okay, I'm not sure whether I should trust that person or not. Like, where I work and everything, because I work in a department of psychiatry in Hong Kong, if you declare a mental health issue and say, like, okay, I need to take every Wednesday off, they'll, they'll be very understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, like, it's a department of psychiatry. If they fire me on the spot because I have to take every Wednesday off, that would be the most ironic <laughs> thing ever. <laughs> That's so true. But I think for any typical job, I, for me, uh, what I've been doing, podcasting or whatever mm-hmm. for my brand, it's really surrounding about. Uh, how we have to love ourselves or uh, mental health and stuff like that and I do actually have been face to face with customers or even just friends who just suffer uh, mental health on a daily basis and employers don't really care um, if that was a thing they're just like oh who cares it's not really like a big deal or anything and I think that this has just put mental health on such a low uh, place here in Hong Kong and I'm not sure if you've known but uh, I think it was just recently that uh, I think it was last year or something 
early last year um that the hong kong government actually had a had a program or something that says uh talk to me or something um it, it oh was, shall we talk okay yeah, yeah shall we talk it was like advertised by Eason. Huh. um yeah. and then i was like oh so now you're doing that but it wasn't like honestly it wasn't so properly advertised because i could only see it for like three months maximum when I came back and then from now on I don't really see it as popular like as frequent Mm -hmm. in the MTR or even talked about it or even hearing about it I don't see ads about it and then it just went like poof bye gone and yeah it's just like I don't know it's just really weird like how it's not so important like mental health is so unimportant over here like what do you think about Mm -hmm. the whole thing and things like okay because i work in the department of psychiatry and i Mm -hmm. do like mental health advocacy on a daily basis so like there's actually a lot going on but like the resources and everything they're very skewed like it really depends on the, like who's doing it and what university is doing it if it's like okay for example a prestigious uni like okay like hku or cu or something then they get a lot more money to do bigger projects so they can advertise a lot it really depends on how yeah. they're advertised and everything like it's not that they don't want to do it but like for like ngos and everything they don't have the money to do it yeah yeah true like, they really 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 want to do it and like they keep on hiring volunteers not hiring it's like telling people to volunteer and then said like oh hey yo can you help me advertise and everything like that so they really want to do it but in hong kong because it's not like not um you know profitable thing i don't think they put as much like resources into advertising or something like that and they also there's a lot of issues with like the amount of counselors there are a lot of cps there are mm-hmm. like you just don't have enough resources to treat tackle or how to say like just advocate to destigmatize mm-hmm. mental health but i think i was like the other day i was just reading something related to mm-hmm. mental health and i was talking to my friend as well i feel like it's just that because one thing important people don't talk on a daily basis about mental Mm. health at least it's not talked publicly or um it's not talked as frequently like honestly even for me like such a person who loves to talk about mental health and I think mental health is so important I don't tell much people about my mental health issues um apart from my friends uh, apart from some friends um and Mm. my parents and not even close relatives like some close relatives I barely talk to them um about mental health and things like that so I feel like it's just been a stigma over here to it feels like uh not not to be too extreme but it kind of feels like a shame if you're promoting to family Mm -hmm. members um, about your mental health or about oh I have anxiety or I have depression and then people would be like oh are you in serious trouble or something or like are you like in um, a trauma or anything like they would think of something really really serious but I think Mm -hmm. that during COVID more and more people actually realize about the thing about mental health Right? Do you have like yeah. friends during COVID? They they realize like, oh, mental health is such a thing. Anything? 
Um, it's usually those who already have like mental health issues or something like mm. that. Um, like I've got quite a few f- friends who have like mental health like disorders and everything, and like depression, anxiety, like the common codes of psychology. Um, <laughs> and they're like, they're like, yeah, I might have to defer because I can't do this, and they get into a lot of like familial quarrels and everything like that. They mm-hmm. get into a lot of fights with. Like boyfriends, girlfriends, relationship break breakups because of COVID. A lot happened because of COVID, and they don't deal with it that well. A lot of them don't deal with it that well. I think everyone's just over oh, being overly sensitive during this period of time because we're like locked up and like having serious thoughts yeah. about the future. It was like, oh my gosh, what's gonna happen? Seriously, for me, I mm-hmm. literally for literally would wake up in the middle of the night, and split second I would be thinking about like, oh, what's my future be like? And it's such mm-hmm. I, I would put myself in turmoil <laughs> for like no. Yeah reason at all but it's it's such a fact as well like I gotta be like oh I gotta face it what can I do with it and I've been I've even been told because we we are away from UK now um Mm -hmm. but I've been told by a lot of my friends in UK that during the lockdown like abroad Mm -hmm. the lockdowns are more serious um suicidal calls are so frequent into help centers spikings you know anxiety for job search or um or having depressions of like unknown future of like oh what can I achieve or am I going to achieve something mm-hmm. um imbalance unknowns like all these things just kind of covering up your mind what do you what what is your like thought about this whole thing like how you're feeling when you're hearing all of that and what would you have like done mm-hmm. to help these people like i know right now it's very concerning and everything because like mental health issues are spiking in hong kong especially with the unemployment the bad economy the uncertainty and a lot of uh you know just a massive amount of other things Mm -hmm. and i can understand how it can affect people and especially for those who are more vulnerable to mental health issues and everything it could affect them even more but like there just isn't enough resources to help and that is an absolute shame but is and it, I, how 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 are the resources like limited do you think it's just like oh because the government's not really giving a lot of money of course i know money is involved but is it about like how people are not educated like through maybe videos or anything or even on tvs like it's not as frequent right um, how should I say? Yeah, not enough like psychoeducation. There's not enough human resources to actually help everyone. Okay, so right now there is one psychologist per say like 47k people in Hong Kong. Wow. So like, okay, imagine. And then most of them are private. No one's gonna pay for private. Come on. Oh my like, god. Psychiatrist is worse. Like if oh you need pills and something, you have to go private. But like, and then the waiting list could be one. Like, if it's an urgent case, one year. If it's a less less urgent case, it's three years, for the like hospital authority waiting list. Oh my god, 
It's crazy. That's how short-staffed they are. So it's mainly human resources. That's the issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I always like, because I'm not on the path of becoming a CP yeah. or anything. I'm not on a path of actually doing any therapeutic work. Um, mm-hmm. But I've always, you know, I've always thought about every time I do my podcast or anything, how can I help more people simply by the words that I put out or um, the information that I try to bring in to people because I just want this whole thing to be, be of a easier path like I know that some people they don't really have the money no no finance to actually go and see a CP or go see a psychiatrist and one thing that I find most common is that people start self-diagnosing. Of course, there are like pros and cons of people uh, self-diagnosing. Some people would say, you know, they don't have the finance for it. They really need that platform to give them a sign of comfort or a sign of direction to, oh, this is what I'm having now. But then also like the cons are, you don't really know until you actually see in CP because they're the professions who actually know what your situation yeah. is. For example, like me, I thought I had like, when I was in um, uni, I thought I was like, I have depression or something and an anxiety. Mm-hmm. I have like panic attacks all the time, but I didn't really know what was the reason behind all that. And then until I got back to Hong Kong and then I've, I had major like mental outbursts and like was unsteadiness or something like that and then I actually decided to need to go and see a CP because I felt like that is where I can find my answers to and then when I found my CP I realized that oh I'm actually diagnosed with adult ADHD which was totally something that I would not have thought about and with adult ADHD there's all the other things together like anxiety depression is all stuck up together. yeah and then you would realize like oh this is like the difference between me self-diagnosing and me going to a CP but what would you say like because you're on the path of becoming CP what would you say if like somebody comes to you and be like I don't have the money for CP I don't care I I just want self-diagnose and what would you say like would you still support them to do self-diagnose tests on like maybe the the platforms on social like on social media you know those like questionnaires or something like that yeah or would you be like hey you still need to come and see cps or a psychiatrist what do you think like i think that okay the issue is that self-diagnostic tools are a slippery slope mm-hmm. you can basically everyone's like the thing with mental health issues is that people are always like most people are always on a spectrum or something like that of something plus okay like you can have like different issues and they can coincide each other like okay anxiety coincides with depression and then borderline personality disorder for like um mm-hmm. coincides with PTSD you don't know which one's which unless you have the knowledge of all of them mm-hmm. then of all the disorders and there's an upwards of 300 of them yeah so like unless you know all of those things like i don't think it's a very safe way it's a very safe thing to self-diagnose um, because okay once you put that label on yourself mm-hmm. like it becomes part of your identity it could become part of your identity and that's not good for you 
Yeah. Especially if you wrongly diagnose yourself and then you have that label and you just stick with that label for so long, that's a huge identity crisis waiting to happen. Yeah, and it, yeah, it could change, right? Because even I, I've heard like you, you might not have depression, but because of yeah. that side self-diagnose and you're putting that label onto yourself, and then you actually got. Depression, which is not、yeah. a direction that many、um, psychology students or psychologists would have want to see. Like they would be like,、eh, "That's why we keep on telling people no side、yeah. self-diagnose." But what if actually some people really don't have the ability to to do? Like, what could be done if they're trying to ask for help or wanting to know more? I think、um, okay, like there are free resources out there. The wait list is an absolute joke. <laughs> okay, let's just skip the wait list and everything.、Um, and like, I think you can focus on some self help tools. Like, if you don't okay, the problem is that with like self diagnostic tools, you can you can become a personal identity to you. However, you can also find resources that could help you from that. And like from there, like if, okay. For example, if you realize you have anxiety, but you don't let that become part of your identity so much, like you can find like mindfulness, you can find like okay, how to like journaling, relaxation skills, like these things. If you find these things for yourself and you try all of them and you realize like all of these actually do help you, then go for it. Like I think that's actually a safe way to go with like self-diagnostic tools. However, if you're talking about something much more severe, like How should I say? Like, if you have psych, like psychosis, or you have a psychotic disorder or something, you should not. That becomes neurological. That's not even something you can help yourself with anymore. So it's better off for you to go seek a professional or something. That's so true. Because the only because I've been actually approached by many friends who keep on asking me like, oh, how could I deal with my mental health or anything,、mm-hmm. and or they would just come to me to talk about how they feel, and always in actually on my last podcast I was just talking to my friend、um, about how. When our friends approach us with negative feelings and just be like, "Oh, I'm so sad or whatever, or depressed or anything," and the only thing that I could say is like, "Okay, I can hear what you're trying to say, but I can't help you," because I feel like I've been approached by so many different people that just keep on coming、mm-hmm. me for like, "Oh, I need advice. Like, what should I do if I got mental health?" And honestly, like what you've said. The only thing that we could do is just tell you to see a professional because that is where you actually get to help. And also, you say like if you got psychosis or anything, it's not even whether you can control it anymore. It's probably really about your brain, and there might be something tumor, whatever that might be actually affecting you that caused you to have certain、yeah. mental health issues, and you actually need to see a doctor for that. And that's why I've been trying to do, you know, a proper episode when I can properly or find someone who can properly say what actually、mm-hmm. mental health is and it's like how important or how serious this whole thing is. And I think self help is definitely important, you know. 
if we can yep. do like the meditation, listen to music mm-hmm. or anything, how these parts can soothe our minds. And also the thing that we both did, Nagomi, which is really good for soothing yep. your mind, soothing your soul, kind of brings your creativity out and help mm-hmm. with mindfulness and things like that. Because I just think like, I don't know, major Asian Asian culture over here we yeah. have that people just mm-hmm. don't care about how weak okay quotation weak people don't see this this video but I'm doing a quotation so quotation weak um mm-hmm. and also I think it's really important to kind of debunk the knowledge of like oh not thinking about it could actually mean that I'm okay or some other typical Asian quotes yeah. that talk about how mental health are. Like, have you heard? Have you heard some? Because I heard many <laughs> throughout my household. Yeah. <laughs> like mainly, it's like okay, everything can be resolved by willpower. Depression is just something white people made up to, you know, milk money out of yeah. pharmaceutical companies, and. Oh yeah, like using depression as an excuse to not study is just a sign of being weak. Yeah. Oh my god. Like gosh. all of those things. Or like, or like, just like, oh, what, what happens if you actually get mental health? Who cares? Like, the stronger ones always wins, or anything like that. You're just like giving your chance <laughs> to step into the pool of losers or like the pool of devils or if you have religious thoughts like if you have religion um people some people would actually be like oh you should um count on god of course you know i am a christian myself i do not want anyone who's who's listening to this episode and be like is Slovenia not religious anymore i was like no 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 i'm not not that i'm not religious anymore but i still want to pinpoint that that thing about it's it's good that you can lean on something like you can lean on god you can lean on praying on jesus or whatever but sometimes it's the people who are actually suffering mental health it's really not about how much i pray or how much i lean on something or lean on my parents or lean on something music for comfort it's really just that my heart and my mind has already detached and they don't really know where they're heading to like my body and my soul are like separated or something yeah yeah and i think that i don't I don't know, like, some people who claim they don't have mental health issues probably don't Mm -hmm. understand. I still think, I do agree that our parents who are not diagnosed or anything might actually also have mental health by themselves, but they don't realize that. Or they have gone through so many ages of not knowing this was the thing, so they kind of got through it. Um, but I mean, I I think you definitely understand, like for, for people who are having mental health, they would feel like the, the feeling of, oh, what am I even doing? You know, (laughs) would you have actually have times that you sit there and you just be like, what am I even doing like that? I just finished my meal and then run to my room. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's the easiest way to deal with it. Never, I always avoid confrontation because there's no point in arguing if they think they're right. Like you're just fighting with people who think they're right. There's no point in fighting anyway. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so real though. Like, ah,、uh, but I don't know. Maybe my maybe my mind or anything because I got ADHD. I keep on thinking about it, so I, my brain has like nonstop. Like, w- w- do you want to like? Talk a little bit about like your experience with your mental health issues because you have quite a lot, but、uh, of course, in the perspective、yeah. that I don't have most of them, thank God. <laughs> um, but I do、oh, want、yeah. to know, like, know what you feel like, or if you want to tell the audience like what it feels or how it have affected you and how you have been. Taking it part of yourself now. Um. So basically, initially when I was depressed, it was because of family issues, and I like basically because I also have epilepsy, and they haven't put me on pills, and that actually lowered、oh. my mood significantly. So it's not something I can control anymore. It's more neurological. Because、mm-hmm. they said that's a pill, like that's a pill side effect. So、yeah. they switch it. So they put me on the most stable one now. But back then, I was on and off like ten different kinds of pills. Oh my god! So I was on a lot of pills before, like just for my epilepsy. I'm not even talking、mm-hmm. about the ones I was on for depression and everything. That started, and then because like I was like very depressed and everything, I couldn't really focus in school. That started when I was in like form four. Actually, no form three because I was like one year ahead. So yeah, form three, form four, like form four. Yeah, it started then, and then it actually got worse when I was doing like, like IB and everything because of the pressure and everything. I was only sleeping like five、yeah. to six hours every night because、Makes、of、sense. the amount, sheer amount of studying I was doing. Yeah, and like I got so. Bad to the point where I was seventeen, and I decided that I, okay, one night I got into an argument with my mom and decided that okay, yeah, I'm just not having this bullshit anymore. So I just took a bag of pills to my、um, school and decided to you know like you know what I'm gonna fuck the school over, so I'm gonna take these pills in the school. Oh my god! I wasn't thinking straight. I was seventeen. People tend to do really dumb shit when they're seventeen. Okay. Yeah. True. <laughs> I'm just like recalling. Mine, my... w- mine was trying to OD. Some people were trying to get pregnant, or have you know sex in the wheel, like in the handicapped toilets or something like that.、Mm-hmm. You know, like that's a more normal way of looking at stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> but but how, that's so crazy. So like, did pill did the pills actually triggered more like issues afterwards? Yeah, it did because it didn't really work. And then after that, when I was like eighteen, so university and everything,、um, I was sexually assaulted by one of my classmates, my like psychology classmates, like during my first year of university and something. Oh, oh my god! Wait, let me take a moment. Oh my god! Oh my god!、Okay. Can, can I wait? Can I just so yeah? Can I just appreciate how? You、Candid, are, I am. <laughs> Can I just really like? I I think all the audience or whoever who's listening to this, really, I want to appreciate how you are open 
now yeah. to talk about all of this. Like, I, I, all of a sudden, I feel all the stuff that I've talked before are totally shit. <laughs> like, oh, me, so like, burn. Like, me talking about <laughs> bullying was already like the peak of my life, you know? The peak of like whatever that happened to me. And then, that happened to you and it was in university was it like somebody like from the same country or like uk people or like other people uk people a white dude a white dude so you know him or no i know him he was my friend holy moly Okay, and then during the second year, I was also raped by my friend three times. He took advantage of me while I was drunk. That was like the second incident. Oh my god. Oh my. Oh my god. That is why I have PTSD. Oh my god. Oh my god. How? Like. Okay, let, do, how did it happen? Um, basically, oh we were friends, and I saw him as a mentor. And then initially, we were we thought we were just fooling around and everything, but, but then he got very, very aggressive. He'll get more drunk. He'll force me to do things. So you, you, you okay? Definitely, you totally didn't know that that was happening, but three yeah. times by the same person, or like yeah. Oh my gosh. So you didn't three know. times by the same person. So you were drunk, so you didn't know what happened. But then when you realized it and then it happened again, or like it took some while. How come like so um you might still be connected? Yeah, it took to me like two years. It took me two years to fully like gather what was actually going on. Like oh during God. that period. And then like the sexual assault and the rape thing kind of blocked from my memory for two years until like until one day I got into an argument with my parents and then it all just came back up and I realized okay this actually happened now I have to deal with it oh my god oh my god like I don't know like you 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 casually talking about this and me oh yeah I'm very good at this. it by the way well this is like next level like I'm seriously my heart is pumping so fast right now i don't know if anyone can hear through the mic or anything but this is this is beyond like whoever who has listened to this episode i think that this would be a very heavy episode that people should realize that there's so many reasons behind what has happened or the mental health that people have to go go through so it's no longer just being like hey get through it or anything after listening to all of this we kind of realize more that it's not just like hey fine you're fine or whatever like yeah, that it's yeah. really like anyone who have could have physically gone through that and their mind was just putting a protective block for them in a case that actually it, it might have to be de- dealt with a long time after and oh my gosh like oh my gosh <laughs> okay you're giving me a heart attack through this podcast okay <laughs> i seriously do not want to like drop dead in the middle of this podcast this is really like oh it's okay just send me your address <laughs> and i'll call the cops when that happens <laughs> oh my gosh 
Oh my gosh, like I'm oh, you're you're definitely like can I just like oh I'm speechless. Like I I'm uh-huh. so speechless um about how brave you are. I think to, I I can't even use brave to explain whatever you're doing right now or whatever you're trying to tell people right now. So really you have to give yourself um a lot of credit for so after mm-hmm. going through so much and you still want to help those people who are going through i think it's also a sign of comfort right yeah essentially that's a case for me although i said it's for the money and everything i can do a lot more things for money come on so after year year one year two everything else is better right like there's nothing popping up all of a sudden Oh no, it got worse basically. Um third year, like I was living with a flatmate who was emotionally abusive. I had to kick her in the mid- kick her out in the middle of the night because she was giving me crap, she was giving like everyone crap, and basically what made me really 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 wanted to kick her out was that she was very rude to my mom who was taking care of me. and who was taking care of me because i wasn't really in a good place so and then because i wasn't doing her chores anymore i wasn't cooking for her anymore she decided to lash out on me and i found out she was stealing from me so i had to kick her out in the middle of the night in 6 inches of snow i could have handled it a lot better but back then i was not treated me she was treating me like her maid I'm trying to like process everything. So if I look freezed, I'm processing things cuz honestly, I I wouldn't I wouldn't have thought that someone whom I've seen now who's like a good figure of like CP or someone who's really cheerful or anything in many ways have actually experienced so many things. It's not on the same measurement, you know. Um yeah. and i think that people who i really need to get people to really really hope that people who listen to this episode can actually you know as explicit that as this episode will be that i will put an explicit side when i post this episode but as explicit as it could be i still want more people to listen to this of how serious um somebody's mental health is mm-hmm. and it's been fun off or um being just carelessly saying oh thing um mm-hmm. because hearing from what you've given me the amount of pressure is just stacking up and up like it it, it seems like it's just in an endless whirlpool once you're in the whirlpool of mental health um So it's just really crazy because even for me like minds are small but it it's quite it's it's just quite tickling within me um mm-hmm. I'm very thankful that I haven't actually gone through what you've gone through um but I could feel the the amount of pain that was within your heart or anything so you're definitely mm-hmm. such a strong woman um to go through all of this and strong women to actually yeah. come here and talk about it um and i think that 
Yeah, people should. You know, people who don't have mental health don't don't try to trick us and say that oh, I have mental health, I have depression or anything. You have no idea. People who have depression or have anxiety or have any PTSD or anything have actually gone through. So yeah, just a word of advice from both of us who are psychology students and who have mental health um, issues. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So wow, this. This has just turned an unexpected turn that I literally was like, my mind stopped for like, <laughs> for a while. I'd be like, what am I supposed to say? Like, I was like, I need to progress everything and try not to be、um, offensive when I talk about sensitive topics.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, I it- think it's an important part of like for me to actually process everything because like initially I was running away so much from it and. Right now, I just don't want to run away from my past and everything. I rather just, you know, embrace it and, you know, get like get something good out of it rather than you know let it be like okay, what it defines me. But I want it to define me in a good way rather than in a very egregious way or anything like that. Sometimes, okay, like sometimes I know that having a mental health issue could you know seem like a Like something that's just straight from hell or something. However, like I feel like some, like most of the time, I feel like it's a blessing in disguise. Like you learn to be more empathetic. Like you learn to be less judgmental. Actually, like in the end, if you can actually, like, go to like the finish, like finish line and everything, it actually makes you a better person altogether.、Mm-hmm. Like because okay, like. Like some people would say that I've been through hell and something like that because from the incidents and the aftermath of the incidents and everything, but I think it made me a better person in general and it opened my eyes to a lot of things and it made me more open-minded and I think that's more important than looking at the more su- like the more like superficial things. In life, and it makes you, how should I say, love yourself more, learn to be happy more, and like as cheesy as it sounds, it actually made me a better version of myself.、Mm-hmm. Because you actually kind of with the most painful parts of your life.、Uh, Hopefully, it's the only painful part of the rest of your life, <laughs>、um, and yeah, because, hopefully, yeah, hopefully, yeah, because we definitely don't want to see any more of、uh, more depressed stuff. And for、mm-hmm. us, like for you and for me, actually being so comfortable talking about the experience that we have is because. We have actually taken ourselves to face it. We're just like,、mm-hmm. yeah, what can we do? It's part of us.、Um, it's part of life.、Um, let's just chill with life.、Um, there are meant to be more damages in the future. Like we're prepared、mm-hmm. for it, but we for now for us because of our experience and our、um, bravery to face that experience, we kind of have this armor. Around us, that we know、uh, how we're going to deal with it, or we just are ready、um, to just let it come,、mm-hmm. let it slide, and just relax too. 
whatever was going to happen. I think that that is just the main thing that we really want to tell people is like, you know, definitely don't think of mental health as one thing. There are many reasons behind why we got mental health, not because we were lazy, not because we want to like skip away from life or anything. There are many reasons behind why we're sad or anything or our worries. Um, definitely, if you have help, you have um, find that you got mental health, don't self-diagnose. Uh, you can find self-help ways, but definitely don't uh, put yourself on the label. Search for help. Find a CP. Find, find our lovely twin where she will be a CP. I don't know in three or four years. Find her, ask her for advice or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I hope that people who have listened to this episode realize how mental, like how people who whom have mental health, um, actually have the bravery to face their own pains and really should appreciate those who have mental health like they are very special people and um, they should be appreciated and they should be loved and yeah give everyone some time give yourself some time COVID is crazy (laughs) Um, I mean we gotta deal with it so yeah thank you very much Twin for coming on the podcast yeah, yeah, no worries. <laughs> literally, we're recording like really late at night, but I really appreciate us like holding our tired eyes and like, oh my gosh, work tomorrow, <laughs> stuff like that. Um, but doing this, yeah. So I really hope that people who've listened to this really like this episode and really thank. Really, you guys should. I don't know, while you're listening or anything, give Chuan um, some applause or anything, or just think about her in your heart and think about how amazing a woman she is now. Um, and yeah, so if you like this episode, as usual, as I always say, um, like, subscribe. Um, also, save the podcast if you feel like listening to it in the future as well offline online whatever um go to instagram and text me anything if you feel like this episode has touched your heart and hopefully we will see you in another episode maybe we can find chun on another episode yeah about sure any other thing that we like um <clears throat> and we will see you in the next episode Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.